Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. It is pretty goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's actually good. Okay, I'm putting it in automatic. Yes, good. Perfect. So tell me what have you noticed that has been working right, either because of the work that we did or just because, you know, life happened. What are the little things that are working? Okay, so my debit card got reconnected, which is good. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I got my first check um, from Anthem. It Yay. was only, It was only for $33. <laughs> but oh at least my it god. Start. I mean they <laughs> um and then uh my husband actually offered to help me call Anthem. So he spent three hours on the phone with Anthem one day. Um oh my god. And, and and helped me figure some stuff out, which was nice because I had done it the previous day. It was nice to have that help. Um yeah. my billing manager uh has been super supportive. I've never met him in person, but he sent me like the most awesome message about um, the guy who broke the sound barrier. And it was just the way he worded it. It was just really powerful and um, very supportive. Made me cry. Mm. Um, I also went to Vermont to do a yoga training, but it's not like the average kind of yoga. It's um, really more athletic. It's got plyometrics and tribal dance and uh, lots of music. And I got in front of the room and did my demo in front of everybody. Ooh, was, oh, my <laughs> God. Really scary, but I did really good, and I passed. Woohoo! Um, congratulations. Thank you. And um, when I was there, you know, I met some really great people, you know, some, probably some friends for life, really good connections. And there was also this other girl there that was um, – she stood out to me as being like the the one of the reasons why I've like identified with I don't want attention. You know, she was like over mm-hmm. the top in her attention and and fake and like overly sexual and and all the things that I've you know made a vow to never be like, which I thought was interesting. But it didn't. She wasn't really bothering me. I was just like, okay, there's a manifestation of that and such and such, but. So it turns out she didn't pass the uh, certification because hers was, like, really overtly sexual and it's not supposed to be that way. Um, But at the end, she came up to me and I thought, oh, this is nice. She's being, like, friendly and coming out of her ego to talk to someone that's not exactly like her. And she was really what turned out she was just trying to find out if I passed or not. And then she kind of was making passive aggressive digs to me like how how could I have possibly passed when she didn't and Mm. in the past that would have totally crushed me and made me shrink back and I would have felt horrible for weeks I probably would have cried the rest of the night but I 
just, I was kind to her, but I was also kept to my boundaries and, you know, was firm with her. And even though it annoyed me that she did that, I, it didn't ruin my sense of pride for myself for getting out of my comfort zone and getting out there That's and doing it you. and knowing that I did a good job. Thank you. That is really huge. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's really huge because it's it's the beginning of your you know what we did and I know that you you tried you, you said as as we were talking about your you know your bubble of light and protection I remember that you said well I tried that before and I will try it again mm-hmm. uh, and you know I, it's you know it's some of the things that we did is really the work that we've done and saying yes to yourself and saying you know what this needs to shift and it's going to be shifting and another mm-hmm. thing is also that it's a different perspective, and I believe that the session we had was really intense, and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it yeah. was very brave of you. We said things that, you know, that were very powerful. So things mm-hmm. start shifting when we just put everything on the table, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's no more hiding, no more pretending. Um, and because of that, it's, there's also a, um, a different sense of solidity. It's like, okay, this is who I am. And I'm not trying to be anybody else, and it's challenging. Uh, but, you know, what, what would it be like if I embrace who I am and I learn how to accept it and be myself in a stronger way? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I think, well, you, you're doing a lot of things. You have pushed through a lot of uh, different barriers and and things that come up with the training and all right so mm-hmm. so how is how are you feeling overall how has it been your sense of overwhelm and that that whole feeling that you know the, the sensitivity is that still present in the same way um i feel like that has gotten better it's just kind of knowing how to manage it in specific situations. So for instance, um, Maddie, my stepdaughter, I love her dearly, but she's very needy and it's all the time and it doesn't turn off. And it's like, no matter how much I give, it's not enough. And now she's like exploring with lying and manipulating and trying to cause trouble between the parents. Uh, So it's, it's been been challenging because I want now I want to pull back like okay so if you're gonna be manipulating then I'm not gonna go out of my way to give you all the attention that I think that you need but it's just it's been it's been tough because I'm not I don't know I don't feel like I'm a maternal person even though I care for people and it's just, I feel like I, I'm constantly having to be on when I'm and, and not taking care of myself as much when she's here. And my husband totally tells me to, you know, set the boundaries and encourages me to go have my alone time. And, you know, he'll, if he sleep, he, he works night, so if he needs to sleep, he'll tell me to drop her off, you know, at one of the relatives' houses just so I can take some time for myself. But it's still very hard for me to set that boundary. Right. Okay. So it's like you love her. These are the piece that as, um, you know, as emotionally um, 
that that uh, emotional intelligence part of us, it's really intense because when Mari starts doing these things, it, what happens is that it really hurts. You're giving mm-hmm. her your best. And she's trying to manage a situation that is probably really challenging for her, mm-hmm. and yet it it just it, what the behaviors she's having are very are hurting you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so it's like a matter of and by the way, it would be great if we just let's just start tapping through the point as we talk. So when when a child, especially that you're giving you're giving so much to, mm-hmm. starts doing these behaviors that are both hurtful and you know that it's like there's more going on but it's like you know what forget it i i did not sign up for these i'm not interested and i'm just i'm just going to pull away right mm-hmm. um and i have to tell you that i go to that place with my own daughter sometimes because it's like okay mm-hmm. you know but your dad is great okay just go live with him leave me alone <laughs> you know it's yeah. not <laughs> It's not the healthiest I totally recognize in that moment. It's like I'm so hurt that it's like mm-hmm. I need distance, right? Is that is mm-hmm. that protection? So tell me what what happens for you that you feel that it hurt that it hurts. Is it um, would it be helpful if we uh, dive into exploring the situation and create a different space for you so you can. Be more connected with yourself, set very clear boundaries and expectations, and have a relationship as she continues to grow that is something that is supportive for both of you. Yeah, I think so. This has been, like, bothering me in cycles. So I'll go through a period where, and, and, you know, she obviously goes in cycles, too, in terms of exploring, you know, acting different ways and playing around with lying and boundaries and you know sometimes I and I hate to overgeneralize but you know sometimes she behaves like her mom and sometimes she behaves like her dad and I I I only I only find the side of her that's like her dad acceptable I don't find I don't like the way that sounds but I I find the other side completely unacceptable and I want nothing to do with it yeah yeah I totally And I feel completely to. justified in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like so, anybody would agree with me. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know what? Let's actually, because right now, just take a deep breath, put your feet on the ground, and I want you to just picture Maddie and picture her mom, mm-hmm. the evil queen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do you sense in your body more, inten- more intensity? Uh, in my heart and in my throat. Okay. And is it towards both of them equally or more, um, more towards either one of them? Uh, there's definitely more rage. There's like rage towards the mom and then like confusion and kind of fear, I guess, towards Maddie. Because I don't know how she's going to turn out. I don't know if she's going to turn out like a decent human being or if she's going to be somebody that I'm going to be fighting with my whole life. <laughs> right. right. And she's how old right now? She's eight. She's eight. She's eight, okay. Yeah. Mm, it's, a, it's a very important time. Very, very important. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that we need to let some of that rage out before we mm. even talk with about Maddie because the confusion with Maddie is like I think that the rage towards her mom is so huge that if in any point she acts like her mom, you're like, ah, I just want nothing to do with this child. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So just like I, we're, let's do some tapping and ranting. Just let's. Start. I just, I just hate her. I just hate her. She, she's just evil. She is the devil. Yeah, she's the devil incarnate. She is the devil incarnate, and just like, spewing out with as much as intensity as you can everything about her. By the way, is either your husband or Maddie at home or wherever you are? Yeah, um, Al is, but he, does, you know, I tell I tell him this stuff all the time. He doesn't, he doesn't mind. Okay, <laughs> that's he agrees with me. Really. He agrees yeah, with me for sure on this. Yeah, no, I mean, I've just, I've been, and I'm, I'm not a violent person. I'm a, you know, <laughs> a very loving person. But lately, the rage has been so intense. Like, I've wanted to tear her skin off and put infected poop under it and then staple it back together with rusty staples and then kick her in the face and beat her with a baseball bat that has nails sticking out of it. (laughs) Good. Okay. So you know what? I want you to actually do that. I want you to close your eyes and imagine yourself doing that and just grunting and just like beating her to a pulp. Uh, Yeah. I I imagine it all the time. (laughs) Good. Good. Now you're tapping, right? It's good. It's yes, totally good. Just let yes. let let that part of you have a feel there. Just go yes. for it. Yeah. And I, she's she's not just like you know, she's not just like scared, but she's also like in pain, suffering. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like at the same time, there's going to be a video of it, and she's going to somehow use it to her advantage, even though. I'm finally in power and causing her pain. She's going to somehow profit from it. So I want to tell you that this is, I want you to see it. If you close your eyes, I want you to see that you have a bubble of protection that nothing can actually reach the space where you and her are. It's just mm-hmm. you and her, you're all powerful, and there's more. I want to give you a special power. She's going to have, like, she's not going to remember. She's going to remember the pain and the torture, and she's going to be like, what the heck happened? But she's not going to remember that it was you. She's not going to, she's, it's like, there's not going to be any consequences. No mm-hmm. consequences will come of this. Absolutely. Like, you just can, can just express everything. You deserve the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. You are a piece uh, of shit. And you're just, the only interest in your life is just to make others suffer and be miserable. Yes, it's the only thing you have going for you. The only power that you have is to make other people miserable. And that's all you try to do all fucking day long. Your own daughter doesn't but, even like you. <laughs> but this is changing right now. Yes. This is changing right now. You are, I, just, I want you to see that you strip her of her power and you just shrink her to like nothing. And you become all powerful, really strong, very clear. I just hate you. I just hate you. And I'm you totally right just, about that. 
Yeah. You are just, you, you shouldn't even be called human. You shouldn't even be called human. I'm pretty sure you're not. Yeah. You're just, you disgust me. And you disgust I, me. I just, yeah, you're, you're disgusting. You're so disgusting. You're a nasty, nasty thing. What are the kind of things that she does, Robin, that really affect you and Maddie and Al? It's like really well, it's bad. Just she, she lies all the time. She just lies. <laughs> she, she, like, she friggin' moved Maddie out of state without telling us. <laughs> and when we bring her to court to try to reverse that, it was just, so then instead of actually getting punished, she didn't get punished. The judge was just like, oh, you shouldn't have done that, but it's already done. And also she she lied about us and said that we don't feed her and we don't bathe her. And <laughs> it's just does she fucking have any ridiculous. Document- yes. Does she have any documentation at all? Because it is... No. Not- okay. So the kind of stuff, the stuff that she says is like so irrelevant. So it totally is irrelevant, like, but but it's it it is, but it isn't because now it's in our court order that we have to feed her bather. <laughs> Are we? Which is just yes, which is just fucking stupid because we've we've always been the ones to make sure that she eats healthy, and we always focus on vegetables and produce, but not in a way that's going to stress her out. Just like eating should be healthy, but it should also taste good. Right. And now it's in our court order that we have to feed her healthy food and we have to bathe her appropriately, which is ridiculous because she's come here so many times smelling bad. And, you know, now she has this, uh, Maddie's mom has this boyfriend and she started dating him like a year ago. And when Maddie started kindergarten, um, her mom decided that she didn't want Maddie spending the night at our house anymore during the week and went back to court to, to take away uh, the overnights with her dad during the week. And it's a common Rhode Island thing that the child is with the mom during the week. So that's what happens. And yet she started dating this guy and within a few weeks, she was taking Maddie out of state to sleep at his house during the week. Wow. And we knew nothing about him. And, you know, my Al said to her, this isn't cool. I, you took away my overnights because you wanted her head on the same pillow every night. And now you're taking her across the state line to Connecticut to sleep at, you know, some guy you just started dating's house. And, you know, instead of doing it less often, she started doing it more often. And there's just been no accountability. She's just been fucking uh, doing whatever she wants for years. I mean, you you know, going this goes back all the way to the beginning. She accused Al of kidnapping Maddie on his scheduled uh, visitation day back when Maddie was a baby. She called the cops. Wow. Cops are pounding on cops are cops are pounding on his door, and he had to show you know open the door and show the. Uh, court document that it was his day and then they yelled at her and pulled her to leave but it's just been non-stop and like whenever we feel like it's finally settling down she pulls something else 
ridiculous and causes drama and trouble and it's just it's been exhausting because you're con- now now I'm being hyper vigilant like every time there's a drop off or a pickup uh, you know what is she going to do what is she going to say what is she going to pull all she wants is more money all the time and it's it's been stressful yeah. does she work she does so she had a part-time job uh, and then requested more, you know, she requested the child support be revised so that she could get more because she knew that Al was working a lot of overtime shifts and they based his new child support based on her part-time job and him working overtime. And now he's back in college again, so he can't work overtime. And then she immediately got a full-time job right after the rates were increased wow. for her. She's constantly manipulating the system like she's always done this. And it's just, it's the exact opposite of what I would do in any situation. Like, she's just a miserable bitch. She, the, the whole reason when Maddie started coming up with the evil queen name was after, um, so Maddie's cousin on her mom's side, he was about eight years old at the time, he had walked in on his dad who had hung himself. And Maddie, does, Maddie doesn't know that he committed suicide, but she knows that um, her uncle died. And uh, her cousin, Maddie's cousin, Kenneth's aunt, is Maddie's mom's sister. And for a short period of time, they moved in together um, because the sister was going through a lot. And... Um, when the little so boy is, broke, the the one that committed suicide is so her her brother-in-law, basically. Yes, Maddie's yes. mom's brother-in-law. Okay. Yes. So, okay. um, around that, you know, this was a few years ago, and or, Maddie was about five at the time, and uh, the little boy who was eight broke one of Maddie's toys. I don't know if it was on accident or on purpose, but um, Maddie's mom decided that what should happen was she would take the truck. That was his, the kid's favorite truck was that his father had given him and she smashed it to bits in front of him. Oh, my God. And that's just a good example of the kind of person that she is. <laughs> yeah. she, you know, she's not like, she's not like tying anybody up in the basement and torturing them. And I know those people exist. She's not like that bad, but it's, it's gross. To me, the kinds of behavior that she pulls, and it's nonstop. And I fucking hate her. I could kill her. I could kill her right now, and I wouldn't even feel bad about it. I feel like I would be doing the world a service. Yeah, I, I hear you. I totally hear you. So, Robin, tell me one thing, because I know that you had two partners prior to Al that were yeah. also kind of evil people. <laughs> Can we? Yeah. Say? Okay. What is it? I know that there's some, I know you had a great relationship with your parents. Mm-hmm. What what happened? I want you to just almost like look at yourself and say, you know, thank thank yourself that you have manifested a beautiful and loving partner, and mm-hmm. yet so so you have removed yourself from the continual connection and living with the enemy kind of situation, right? Right. Uh, but you still have an enemy in your life. I know. So this and is on, something that needs to be resolved. And on top of that, so I 
I have a part-time job in addition to my private practice. And I, I, you know, I really like my boss. I've worked for her before. I I like that. Um, I'm not crazy about working in a nursing home, but, you know, I really like some of the people I work with. Well, all of a sudden, like maybe in the last two months, um, the head of our company now is three people that I used to work for years ago that were, you know, they were just recently brought onto the team. And they were investigated by the FBI for fraud. And, you know, I had a few interactions with these people. And they were horrible to me. Like, I had to call this, the vice president of the company to ask for a raise when I was making $6 an hour less than the average rate. And I asked for a $2 an hour raise. And she said to me, she never met me. I explained, like, you know, how I had overdeveloped the caseload and was making the company so much more money and I was super productive and, you know, I was designing these programs and all this stuff. And she said to me, who the hell do you think you are? You are a dime a dozen and I will replace you in a second. You are not worth that. And if you think that you are and you think that you can do better, then by all means leave. And I ended up, you know, petitioning her to give me, she ended up, did end up giving me like a dollar fifty an hour raise, which was still way below the market value. And I ended up leaving um, like a few months later for the, the rate I wanted. And she hired a replacement at twenty dollars an hour more than I was making. Wow. Okay. So this is this is it. This is, I, I want you to go there because there's something you absolutely know that this is completely unfair and infuriating. It's completely an outrage, isn't it? Yes, yes. That, that there's no question about it. Now, what I really want to find out, and this is really, and I don't know if you actually know why, but if not, we're going to explore it together. Why on earth would you put up with that and would you create that kind of situation over and over in your life where you are literally being abused in such a way? I never thought that I deserved to be happy. And I thought that if I was suffering in some way, it would make, it it was twofold, really. I think it would make other people suffer less if I was taking on some suffering. Um, And it would kind of make things a little bit more fair. And then also, if I took on conscious suffering, then maybe I wouldn't have to have anything catastrophic happen in my family or my life. What, when or how did you get these ideas? And this I is kind of like, no, no, this is really beautiful. This is, I have to tell you, you're still tapping with me, right, Robert? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, I have to tell you, this is tough, but I'm so, I'm so honored that you're taking me here because this is the kind of magical thinking that a child has. Can you see that? Yes. And I don't. Yeah, go ahead. No, I don't. I well, was just gonna say I, I don't really know um, when this started. I I'm assuming that it's like connected to me noticing other people's pain and wanting to take it away, and also wanting to prevent anything bad from happening to me or anyone that I that I loved. 
tell me when was it that you saw you saw suffering and then you thought, okay, there's some. This is. I, I want you to just just curious, right? As a little as a little girl, you started seeing that bad things happen to good people, kind of thing. I know that is a the whole book, mm. right? But so there were good people that were suffering. Maybe your parents, maybe someone that you love, like a friend. Can you remember something like that? No, I mean, really, the the only memory that comes to my mind as being like my first remembrance of it is that time when I was little and I was playing with my toys and there was ambulance went by and I couldn't play with my toys after that. I felt like someone was burning or dying or suffering in some way and I was playing. Yeah. Okay. If you see that little girl and you can just make her up or imagine her or picture her from a photo, and there mm-hmm. she is playing with her toys and enjoying herself, and she's doing fine, right? There's a, there's just, in her life, in her personal life, things are okay. Can we mm-hmm. say that? Mm-hmm. And she's about how old? Mm, three. Okay. And she... Right there and then, before the ambulance goes by, do you, as the adult that you are today, do you believe that she deserves to just play and be, you know, free in her, being happy and light and a child? Does she deserve that? If I keep myself out of being her and look at her from a distance, then yes. Okay. Good. So that that part is good. And then there's something else, right? So tell me the other side. If I'm still, if I'm putting myself back in that situation as the little girl, it's still not okay for me to play. Okay. Good. So let's just just do it. Let's just be, so here we are, tapping through the points, closing your eyes. Here I am. I'm a little three-year-old. Here I am, a little three-year-old. And he, I'm playing and enjoying myself. And I'm playing and enjoying myself. Until I notice that there's suffering. Until I notice that there's suffering. And it's, I realize it's really not okay for me to be happy when others are in pain. It's really not okay for me to be happy when others are in pain. It's just it's not really unfair. unfair. Yeah, it's right. unfair. It's unfair. I somehow I need to carry some of the burden. I somehow need to carry some of the burden. That is part of my job as being human. That's part of my job as being human. It's not fair if others suffer. Not fair if others suffer. For me to be happy. For me to be happy. It's just not okay. It's not okay, and I don't know if it ever will be. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm right about sucks this. I'm because not... <laughs> yeah. it, people are always going to be in pain. People are always going to suffer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But somehow, without me fully understanding it or liking it. Somehow, without me understanding it or liking it. 
I need to pay some of the suffering. I need to pay some of the suffering. Because if I do it in a conscious way, if I do it in a conscious way, I may be able to control a bigger disaster from happening. I may be able to control a bigger disaster from happening. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah, to me or to people I love? Yes, to either me or to somebody I love. Somehow I have this idea. Somehow I have this idea. I have this very strong belief. I have this very strong belief. And I'm very committed to it. I am so committed to it. As long as I suffer even a, even a small amount. As long as I suffer even a small amount. It's just like I'm protecting myself and the people I love. I'm somehow protecting myself and the people I love. It's not that that high a price to pay. It's really not that high a price to pay. And if I do it in a conscious way, it's pretty okay. And if I'm choosing it, then it's pretty okay. Because it's my choice. Because it's my choice. If I just allow myself to be happy and forget about this commitment that I have. If I allow myself to be happy and forget about this commitment I have. Things could get really, really bad. Things could get really, really bad. It, it could just be absolutely awful. It could be absolutely awful. I could bring so much suffering to myself and my loved ones. I could bring so much suffering to myself and my loved ones. It would be unbearable. It would be unbearable. Choosing these feels okay. Choosing this feels okay. I don't like it's it. What I've known. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I don't. I don't know who I would be without it. Yeah. I've been doing it since I was three. I've been doing it since I was three. And I know that that three-year-old deserves to be happy. And I know that the three-year-old deserves to be happy. But I cannot allow her to be. But I cannot allow her to be. Because she needs to carry some of the burden. Because she needs to carry some of the burden. It's like a life insurance. It's like life insurance. Yeah. Take a breath, because this is what's happening, the amount of pain that you're causing yourself, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else is bubbling up? It's coming up. I just, hold on, I need water. Of course. Um, I'm just, uh, now, I just feel like I've wasted so much time doing this to myself. Like, I've... (laughs) Yeah. I had, you know, an eating disorder in high school and eighth grade, and that was really hard. I'm, you know, just constantly at war with myself. And And was that because, again, it's part of the same issue, you think? Do you believe it's part of the same? I think, you know, I think it's a lot of it is tied to, to, um, I decided that, it was, it, you know, tied in with that, I decided that if I wasn't getting attention and if I wasn't shining, it would help other people to shine. Mm-hmm. And then I, I really believed that and was committed to it. Yeah. 
But at the same time, I was pissed that I didn't Mm. get to do well, you know, like in gymnastics. I would do all these crazy flips in my backyard on the grass, which has no springs, and then I would get to a competition and I would just choke. I would freeze. I would do nothing or I would fall or or fall like 15 times, like over the top bad. And then I would be so pissed at myself that I I just couldn't be seen doing well. You know, even, even in the backyard, I couldn't do flip the flips if a car was going by or if the neighbor was outside. It had to be in private. Everything had to be in private. My eating disorder was private. Like nobody really knew. I was throwing up in plastic bags in my room and hiding them in the closet. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. That is so yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But when I would do it, it would feel like I would be, you know, I would eat so much that it would numb my pain, and then I would be so full that I would feel something in my body, and then I would throw up, which would felt, felt like screaming. It was my attempt to try to take care of myself at the same time of hating myself and hating my body. It was just, I've wasted so much fucking time. Yeah. And it's, it's a, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Deep breath. I wasted so much time. I wasted so much time. And I caused myself so much pain. I caused myself so much pain. Trying to deal with all my feelings. Trying to deal with all my feelings. Trying to manage and control. Trying to manage and control. So I could feel safe. So that I could feel safe. So I could feel that it was okay to be me. So that I could feel it was okay to be me. But I had to be myself in a very contained way. I could only be myself in a very contained way. And the truth is, I really wanted attention. And the truth is, I really wanted attention. But I would never allow myself to have it. But I would never allow myself to have it. It was not okay. It was not okay. Especially if others didn't get it. Especially if others didn't get it. That's completely unfair. It's so unfair. But the truth is, the truth is, in my heart and soul, in my heart and soul, I know that I am special. I know that I am special. I know that I want and desire attention and happiness. I know that I want and desire attention and happiness. I am special. I am special. I don't need to be better than anybody. I don't need to be better than anybody. But I do want to be special. But I do want to be special. And I want to be seen as special. And I want to be seen as special. And unique. And unique. That's who I am. That's who I am. And I contorted my heart and my soul into all these places. And I contorted my heart and my soul and my body into all of these places. Because I felt it was not okay. Because I felt it was not okay. I was not okay. I was not okay. And it was also not safe to call attention to myself. 
and it was also not safe to call attention to myself. Tell me about that. What was what would have happened if you just just imagine for a brief second that you I want you to see it briefly. What would have happened if you just like went to the competition, did more flips than anybody, not to shadow anybody else, but to just show your ability and your full self in a from a from a beautiful light place. Place of well, I if that had happened I'd probably feel a lot better now. I mean <laughs> but Absolutely. I, I just I never would have allowed that to happen. I mean I could I remembering doing well in practice and just I was so uncomfortable with people feeling jealous even for a second. It didn't occur to me that, you know, jealousy could be a positive thing in terms of making other people try harder. It just it wasn't an option. It was like, you're an asshole, so go sit down. Who said that? You're an asshole, go sit down. In my mind, I said that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you heard it somewhere else. Or it may have been a much more subtle message, way, way more subtle. I mean, I really, I really don't know. I don't, I've been struggling to figure this out for a long time, like why, why, why? And then I, I know, like, the first time we had, it wasn't, it wasn't a recorded call, but our first call, you had mm-hmm. um, asked me, you know, what happened when I was a baby. And I mentioned that the only thing I could think of was um, that my brother, like, tried to smother me when I was a baby when I first came home from the hospital. And I've always thought that that was just, like, a silly story. Oh, you know, the three-year-old was jealous. And <laughs> I, I still yeah. don't don't know that I, you know, it's like, how could I remember that? I, do, I don't remember that. I remember people telling me about that. Right, but of course. course. My brother and I aren't close at all. I've tried my whole life to be close to him, and he just has zero interest. And for a while, that was super painful for me. But I, I am kind of indifferent about it now. I just feel like that's his choice. He's missing out, yeah. but that's yeah. his choice. And also there was something about you being, like, confused with twins, but there was something that you didn't want to out, outshine him because he would feel bad. Yes. In a, in a way, I think, you know, I was, like, I don't know, our, our parents were very good about, you know, paying equal attention to us and all those things, but it was always, like, I was the more athletic one and then the... the um, just the sweet one and he was more like the wild and crazy one and to be honest I wanted to be wild I wanted to be wild and crazy but I just kept it all mm. tampered down okay because you knew that it would hurt your parents or I don't I don't know like I just felt like that's just not your place just you you can only behave in these contained ways you are the sweet one, mm. and you're going to stay sweet unless you're sticking up for somebody else. Like, it's, you know, I've been reading um, Eastern Body, Western Mind, and, yeah. I, you know, I have a lot of stuff, I think, on the first chakra, but I think you know, really identify with that third one of the martyr, and I hate that. I fucking hate that word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really do, and it makes me mad that that's 
the category that I fit into. That sucks. But I have to tell you something. (laughs) And, uh, and we have to. We we are gonna. I hope that we can schedule the next session, and we're gonna work with your on your brother. Does that sounds good? Yeah. Perfect. Because the piece that I want to tell you about the identifying with the martyr is, I would dare say it's an overcompensation, Robin. Mm-hmm. It's not who you are. So I really want you to tap as I tell you these because I, I, your mind is going to hear it, but I want every cell in your body, like your nervous system, to hear these as well. And you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. We, are, we have to work with that scene with you as a little baby and your brother trying to smother you. We're going to go there and we're going to do something very, very special next time, but I want us to have more time. But right now what I want to tell you is that my intuition, and I could be wrong, no, I have, I've been known to be wrong in the past, um, <laughs> and I have no problem with that. My intuition tells me that together with these, inter, you know, these um, emotional intelligence specialists, you have a very strong charismatic leader. Mm-hmm. Charismatic? Have you heard of, of the charismatic oh, leader? Haven't yes, you? I have. Yeah. Okay. I want. I want to be one, but I feel like that's just. Well, but I think that you're so in hiding because it's so not allowed. The mm-hmm. fear, the fear. So you become the martyr because that's the part of you that is more acceptable, that it's okay, that it's not going to mm-hmm. cause other people pain, and you're standing. But you're now when you come out, you know, the martyr is the one that suffers in silence. You don't mm-hmm. suffer in silence, do you? <laughs> not. It's so much anymore, no. <laughs> exactly, yes. You know, and even as a little girl, you had to, like, you know, bomb in a plastic bag and hide it, but it was not subtle. It was not mellow. It's not like a martyr that you're going to, like, you, you know, we discussed. You're not Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the huge conflict in your third chakra, so it's like, you don't, the first, at the first chakra level, and which we're going to address all these, I want you to just notice that there is a lack of safety. If you were to be happy, the world could just collapse around you. Mm-hmm. You know, Al could die. Maddie could mm-hmm. just get a horrendous disease, and I'm canceling all of that, okay, right now. But mm-hmm. if there's a part of you that is like, you know, I mean, we could just have no money and everything would just completely fall apart and be awful, absolutely awful. That's one thing. So there's mm-hmm. a lack of safety that it's like preventing you from fully owning all of your power and all of who you are. Now, when you have that much energy in you, as you do, because my sense is that you're, you're a strong person, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Would you say that, you know, if you saw somebody suffering, no matter who they are, you would just go and try to protect them or defend them or do something about it? You're not going to just walk by and say, well, this is not my business. Right. Yes. Right? So it's, there's that, that desire of like, no, this is not okay. I'm not going to allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. So that is present. In the second chakra, you because of that big energy, you have a lot of a need to really 
to really change the world, not just you, but to, ch- to change people, to help people, transform people. Mm-hmm. And in the third, at the third chakra, that is your identity, your willpower, and you know, your motivation and driving force, there's a huge conflict. And that's mm-hmm. where the wounding has happened because at one point you, you learned, you know, you need to stay very quiet and very small and, you know, be as invisible as you can because otherwise you can die. And that is connected with what happened with you as a baby. Mm-hmm. But there's been other instances in your life that you're like, if you shine too bright, people are going to be jealous. Mm-hmm. And if people are jealous, people get nasty. Mm-hmm. And that can be threatening to my life. Yes. So other than, and your brother, I think, was your brother a little, like, um, dismissive or in any way, like, mean to you when you oh were Oh, my little? God, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Like, all the time. Yeah. Okay. He was always, yeah, mean. Just, we just okay. weren't close. And I would follow him around like a puppy dog and want to be friends with him, and he just wanted nothing to do with me. And even in high school there was an incident where he was a senior and I was a freshman and um, somebody had one of the boys on the same team as him for wrestling uh, was threatening to run me over with their car after school. And I told him because I wanted to ride home and he said, you'll be fine. And he walked away. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's like, you're strong. You'll be fine. He'll take care of it. And why is it that these persons, did you feel, I'm guessing you felt scared, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it was a whole conflict thing. Like, they threw an apple down the hall, and it hit me in the head, and I got pissed, and I stood up for myself. And I, <laughs> I, may okay. have, I may have stepped out of my, you know, bounds that I should have and, like, pushed them against the wall and... <laughs> Oh, okay, no, that's cool. This is really cool to hear. This is another site coming up, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I can see. So when you they actually threatened you because you became you became aggressive with them, defending yourself. They threatened mm-hmm. you. Did you? Was your brother present, or you went to him to ask for I his went, support? I went to him. Yeah, and I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't back down. Like I ended up um, hitting on them, which <laughs> really uncharacteristic of me. And I, I wasn't really like afraid. Afraid. I just wanted to ride home right. instead of oh, having to walk. I see. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he told me to find my own ride. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's it. This is it. We found it. We found it. <laughs> we, yeah, you know why? Because did you ever, Robin, I'm so, I'm so glad that we found it. Did you ever actually share with your parents how your brother was with you? I think, yeah. I, I mean, they, they've had their own struggles with him. Like, they, they're constantly trying to be, you know, they're constantly reaching out to him and, and trying to, have deeper relationship with him and he's always pushing them away or in, in his perception of my parents um, is that we have like a rough childhood in terms of they are not that nice, which is just pisses me off because that's not the case. Like his, he's just, I don't, I don't understand them. I don't know if I ever will. 
So there's something that, but there's something that to your to your brother, your parents were not as supportive, or there was something for him that he perceived them in a different way. For him, yeah. I mean, for me, I thought they were always super equal, but for him, that's not the case. And I didn't know that until like later that that he felt that way. And when not being equal, meaning that they were treating you better or differently or just in general? Um, just that he felt that they, it, 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 you know, I haven't talked to him about it, but it, it came through, like, some mutual friends of ours that said, like, oh, he said that your parents aren't, you know, they're not that great. And, you know, he chose a wife that you know, really doesn't like my parents. And there was a whole drama mm-hmm. thing with that, with me, where I was working for her and she fired me and. Like it was just, wow. it was, this was back in my early twenties. It was pretty rough for a while. Hmm. Okay. I might okay. need to work with you for a few years. So, <laughs> well, I have to tell you, Robin, I'm very, I'm very happy and I'm here for you as long as you need me. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Yes. Um. Yeah. And, and I'm glad because that was like, what is going on? Where are you? You know, I'm going to, so do you want to, do you have, did you schedule something else already? No, but I can. Yes, please do. And I want to tell you why, because I have a little procedure done. So find something if you can next week, because I'm going to okay. be a little bit out of commission for a week or so. So okay. yeah, find find something, you know, so we have our, our two sessions in May. Okay. Wonderful. How are you doing right now? There's a lot of uncovering that we're doing. So I'm curious how you're feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. Like I don't feel yeah. like I got run over by a truck like I did the last time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel I, pretty good. Good. Yes. Well, this is very empowering because what's happening is that you're starting, what we're doing is literally we're, we're actually opening the curtains to a different perception of yourself. Mm-hmm. And just, I want you to really listen to this call. Did you, were you able to listen to the prior one or you chose not to? Yes. No, I did. Okay. It took me a while, Wonderful. but I did. Wonderful. Yeah. So listen to this one, even if it's a little bit here and there, you're going to start feeling different about yourself and slowly you're going to notice some changes. Because... Mm-hmm. There were there's a lot of different things that looked a certain way that were not quite that way. And mm-hmm. your brother is the symptom, but it's not necessarily the cause. We'll, okay. We'll, okay, we'll find out. But we're, we're going to start with what we have, which is a lot. And he's, he's definitely, um, he, he's a, a really good one to start with because there's a lot mm-hmm. there. And I think there's a lot connected because you probably felt like, there was not a whole lot that you could do to defend yourself with him. Like your parents mm-hmm. tried to talk with him, but it, things wouldn't change with him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is very good. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you in my calendar uh, next week. Okay, sounds good. Beautiful. If you don't find anything, you know, just let me know. If you don't find something that works, just reach out and say, you know, these, these are options for me and I cannot find something and I'll make a window. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Wonderful. So what I would like for you to do is just to visit that three-year-old just for a little bit like we were doing, 
but just visit her and see her play and connect with the energy, the adult self looking at that little child, connect with the deserving energy that she does deserve to play. Mm-hmm. She does deserve to be happy. Okay. Okay, because just, just that, I know that the other one came right away, but let's connect with that. Do you know that okay. poem by Marianne Williamson? Mm-mm. I need to send. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to make myself a little note to send it to you. Uh, it's a poem. It's actually a, a Nelson Mandela, um, um, uh, the, uh, what is it, Sheridan, his, his speech. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I will send it to you as soon as possible. I'm going to look for it and send it. Okay? Okay. okay. And I Wonderful. am scheduled for next Wednesday. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Okay. That sounds great. Wonderful. Awesome. Anything anything that you notice, just I'm here, okay? Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Take good care. Thank you. So have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Mm -hmm. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.